episode 863. Aaron Rodgers undergoes surgery as the Green Bay Packers prepare for the New Orleans Saints. Helping us preview the game is Elliot Sill of the Packer Force podcast. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're previewing the upcoming game against the New Orleans Saints. To do that, we're joined by a guest this morning. This is a pre-recorded interview. As you'll be able to tell in a second, it was recorded yesterday, but it's still a really great interview and uh, encourage you to enjoy and listen in. Right now on Railbird Central, we're talking to Elliot Sill of the Packers Force podcast. Elliot, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brian. How are you doing? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show. And to kick things off here, Elliot, can you tell our listeners about the Packers Force podcast, a little bit about yourself and how people can find the podcast? Sure thing. Well, I, I could I could give you the whole origin story, but the short of it is it's it's me and my brothers. It's me, Peter Sill and Andrew Sill, and we're just uh, – it's a very casual, free-flowing podcast. We're just hanging back, drinking beers, talking Packers. So it's it's something that we do kind of for for our own sake, but it it helps to keep us uh, to keep us connected and to keep us connected to the Packers and to keep us kind of um, on on the cutting edge of things too. And it, it's a lot of fun. I think a lot of people can relate to that. How can they find the podcast if they want to listen to it? Sure thing. So uh, we use we use Podbean for our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Packer Force. That's just uh, Packer, um, and then Force no underscore or anything in there between there. Um, and if you follow us on Packers uh, on Twitter, you'll you'll see all the updates. Um, we we usually podcast once or twice a week. We've been we've been going twice a week this this year until until this week happened, and then it's. Then it's a state of emergency podcast, and that that covers us for the week. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Railbirds, go check that out. Okay, uh, Elliot, we got a lot to talk to here about the upcoming game here against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, yes, sir. First of all, uh, Elliot, uh, word is the Packers aren't going to make a roster move with Aaron Rodgers until after his surgery. I, I'm partially playing devil's advocate here, but but why wait if they play some in injured reserve? Uh, they still have the option to take him off later anyway. Well, that that um, I don't I don't know if you're you you just got off work. I don't know if you saw this. But <laughs> true, true. I I missed a happened. little bit today. Okay. The, so the surgery update happened. me. The surgery has happened. No word as to whether uh, a roster move will be made. I'm sure that that news is going to trickle out um, Friday morning this morning <laughs> if you will uh so it's it's we're going to be hearing shortly whether whether the packers will indeed make a roster move for rogers um i honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh you know they they kept the roster as it is through the weekend just to kind of see you know in those first few post-op days how aaron's responding um but yeah i, I guess we're gonna we're gonna know pretty soon here whether he's whether he's good to go or 
well, not good to go, but whether there's a chance he comes back this year or if, or if it's the Hundley train all the way. <laughs> well, thanks for the update. So uh, I missed it uh, at work today, been off social media for a while, but uh, it's always healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elliot, what, what are your expectations for Brett Hundley then? Uh, now that he will have a week of preparation leading the starting offense under his belt and, and the Packers can create a game plan to suit him. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. You know, it's, there's always, uh, obviously he's not Aaron Rodgers, right? And as Packers fans, we, it shouldn't take us long to figure that out and accept that. And I think once you accept that, you can kind of look forward a little bit to seeing, you know, okay, what, what, what's this kid going to show us? What potential is he going to flash in this game on Sunday? It's really his first opportunity, uh, to have the reins and with a full week of preparation under him. And I'm sure Mike McCarthy is, you know, coaching harder now than he's <laughs> coached, you know, in many years at the quarterback position, um, at least since 2013. And uh, it's it's exciting to kind of see, you know, what he can what he can bring. I think I think you're going to see a, a, an adjusted game plan. I'm sure against Minnesota, it was more like, okay, what have we prepared in our playbook that he can run? Whereas this Sunday, I'm expecting it to be more prepared, catered to his specific skill set. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. Um, Elliot, I, I know I was caught by surprise when both Brian Balaga and David Bakhtiari practiced on Wednesday, albeit on a limited basis. How much would it help Hundley to have those two out there protecting him? I think that that's the one of the best things for him is if those guys can both go um, just because, you know, they those are elite level tackles, you know, protecting him on both ends and, even if if they're playing hurt, obviously it's not going to go perfect. I expect him to get sacked a few times, whether it's the O line's fault or his fault. Who's to say? Who knows yet? But um, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's going to happen. But just having those guys in there would probably help his confidence immensely. You know, having Bakhtiari protecting his blind side probably helps him feel a lot more comfortable as a passer. Um, so if those guys are able to go, you know, I think I think that's absolutely huge for Hundley. Yeah, <laughs> I can't agree anymore. Uh, the drop off from from those guys to the guys who ended the game last week is is quite a right. steep drop. Um, Elliot, it's probably fallen a little off the radar this week because of all the attention on Aaron Rodgers. But I have a feeling Lane Taylor will will miss this game at a minimum, if not more. How will his presence be missed, and how much? Yeah, I think as as far as news dumps go, this was the week for Packers fans. You know, the Packers, if they wanted to get any bad stories out of the way, just drop them this week. You know, with the Aaron Rodgers news, it's really hard to focus on anything else. Uh, Lane Taylor, though, has been absolutely amazing. Um, this season, you know, last, last year he was a pleasant surprise, and then this season he's elevated his game even further. Having said that, I really think I, – I think the, having the tackles in there would be – a bigger win than Taylor would be a loss because even though Taylor's played great and he's played at tackle, he's played at guard, he's played wherever. Um, a lot of that credibility that he spent the year building up with, with Rogers is kind of, is kind of new. And it's, you know, something that Aaron really probably trusts Lane Taylor a whole lot. And Brett Hundley hasn't really had that rapport with him yet. you know, working as a second string guy, he hasn't been in the battles with Lane Taylor. 
but um, I, gu- I guess I'd say it's different for the tackles because those guys have showed out for so many you know years now that they have elite level talent and Taylor's kind of new. So I think I think you know it's not as big of a deal to miss Taylor as if it as it would be if Aaron were playing. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it's a it's a little bit easier to hide a injured left guard, especially if Bakhtiari's out there and you got you know a veteran presence like Corey Lindsley next to him. Uh, and probably Justin McRae is more of a, a true guard than he is a tackle, so maybe he's better there anyhow. Um, yeah. We're talking to Elliot Sill of the Packers Force podcast here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Elliot, where, where do you fall in the debate of who should be the Packers' starting running back? Yeah, I think I think Packers fans, we're, we're a traditional brood. <laughs> we like to have one guy back there and to really know who it is, but I honestly... You know, I, I just want both guys to get touches. I think a, a, a lot of people want to believe that Aaron Jones can be an every-down feature back. They want to believe that because it would be a huge relief uh, to what has been a weak spot for our for our team for a long time. But I think Aaron Jones being good does not mean that Ty Montgomery can't make plays. So I think it's imperative that both guys get, you know, at least 8 to 10 touches a game. Even if one is the the named starter and the other is coming in off the bench, um, but in the meantime, who should start right now? I kind of like what the Packers did last week, where they seem to alternate and just say, "Okay, this is a Ty Montgomery drive. Okay, this is an Aaron Jones drive," and then have the other guy spell him if need be. But you know, kind of give the keys back and forth. I think that's fine for now. It's not like the quarterback position where you need to have that solid presence consistent presence I think switching off between those guys can uh, mix things up for the offense and you know mix the defense up a little bit too so I'm okay kind of feeling it out as we go along yeah and hopefully Ty Montgomery uh, the further he is removed from that rib injury hopefully the better he will be uh, moving to the defensive side of the football Elliot uh, Vince Beagle is eligible to come off the pup list at any time how much of a priority is it to get him out on the field in a game environment? Do you think? Um, I th- I think I I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Vince Beagle, and I think my excitement pales in comparison to a lot of people's because I think some people see him as like you know our replace. A lot of people saw him before the season as oh we're going to replace Clay Matthews with this guy. Because, you know, they had written Clay off and anointed Vince the next <laughs> big thing. But I think, you know, Clay's having a great year, a bounce back year. Nick Perry, um, he's banged up, but he's still he's consistent. He, he he's a gamer. He's down to go. And Kyler Fackrell's had some moments this year as well. Ahmad Brooks. So I don't really see it as a huge priority. I do wanna I do wanna get him in the fold here. But I I don't think it's I don't think it's imperative that we get him in there and get him major snap counts, uh, you know. Especially get him, get give him the bye week, and then once we come off the bye week and he's had some time to practice a little bit, uh, I think we could see him integrated into the game plan a little more seamlessly. Yeah, I, I do think the Packers are going to play it a little conservative, consider, considering this was his first week of practice. I I, I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I just don't think that's a possibility. It's not necessary. I don't think, I think, I think the guys that we've been trotting out there have been doing, doing pretty well. And, you know, if Ahmad Brooks is hurt, 
you know, maybe it's another story, but uh, I, I think we've been fine. We've been fine at the outside linebacker position. Like we've had problems this year. Yeah. They, they haven't been at the outside linebacker position. They've been elsewhere. Yeah. One more week of Kyler Fackrell isn't going to be the end of the world. Um, we can take it. <laughs> Elliot, it, it would appear that Kevin King will play Sunday after missing a game with a concussion. How much does it help the team uh, that was otherwise low on healthy bodies at cornerback last week? Yeah, allow me to present you with a major logical inconsistency here because I think Kevin King is very necessary for the cornerback position on the Packers. Unlike Vince Beagle, I think he's, I think, you know, especially uh, we're just, guys are disintegrating from the cornerback position. Quentin Rollins uh, went to IR in, a, in the blink of an eye, it seemed, uh, this week. And, and so many guys have been missing time. And Demarius Randall's just perpetually hurt now it seems so Kevin King being in there um you know he's got a lot to play for and and he plays with a chip on his shoulder and that competitive intensity is absolutely uh golden for for a position group that's really kind of under talented no offense <laughs> um so I I think you know while Beagle I I would say play it conservatively I'd say Kevin King we can't get him in there fast enough we can't get him back fast enough yeah, the Packers defense could use them. Uh, Elliot, before we let you go, what is your official prediction for the game on Sunday? Um, it, it, it's funny because as as a podcaster myself, I realize that this portion of any podcast has gotten a lot more interesting with Aaron Rodgers going out. <laughs> it used to be just okay, Packers win by how much? <laughs> but now, now I'd say I look at the Saints game and I'm saying this is a this is Brett Hundley's preseason. And I'm not ex- I, I don't think victory is kind of the goal here. What I want to see is signs that Hundley can move the offense and can present us with an offense that can, you know, compete uh, against high level teams. So I'm going to go Packers lose here. Which hurts me to do, but I'm, I'm going to say the Saints hang up a bunch of points on us. They scored 52 against Detroit and I'm seeing them 48 to 23 range. It's kind of kind of how I see this game going down. Um, and that's kind of optimistic, hoping that the offense can get several scores, several drives that end in scores, even if there are a lot of field goals in there, too. Hopefully, Brett Hundley makes progress this game. Elliot, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, best of luck with the Packers Force podcast and keep up the good work, okay? All right. Thank you so much, Brian. It was a blast to be here. Thanks to Elliot Sill of the Packer Force podcast. Uh, he's on Twitter at Elliot Tweet. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, go check out their podcast. And uh, moving on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. Yes, Aaron Rodgers underwent surgery on Thursday, as first reported, I believe, by Ian Rapoport of the NFL Network. Later on, Rodgers himself took to Instagram to say the procedure, quote, went well, uh, and I assume it did. Uh, Dr. David Chow, uh, who writes a column for the San Diego Union-Tribune, while he did not have direct experience of Rodgers, or he wasn't the one doing the procedure, he wrote that the surgical procedure would involve a plate and screws being inserted into his collarbone, 
Rob Domovsky of ESPN also wrote at one point uh, that it was uncertain whether Rodgers would undergo a Mumford procedure, uh, which is uh, in which the bone would be shaved or removed. I guess we still don't know the answer to that question. Uh, all I know, uh, all we know right now is that the surgery happened and it went well, according to Rodgers himself. We still don't know if and when the Rod- it, if the Packers will replace Rodgers on the 53-man roster. Um, you know, the first players are eligible to return off injured reserve after the bye week, I believe. Uh, one of them being Don Barclay. I think he's going to kind of be that first guy who that eight-week window is, is going to be up. Um, and I guess Jason Spriggs shortly after that. So it's possible the Packers will just wait one game and then have someone like Barclay take Rodgers' spot on the roster. Uh, I'm speculating here uh, because maybe if they activate an offensive lineman, maybe they don't need another uh, like Adam Pankey. They could maybe release him, put him back on the practice squad. So there are several options open to the Packers here uh, that they That could happen, Uh, but just to give you an update on where Aaron Rodgers is at, for the moment being, surgery has uh, been completed, apparently. Um, In other Packers news that came out Thursday, and and this is more an opportunity for me to to, uh, comment on something else, uh, but uh, the Packers announced the newest tenant to the Titletown district, which is, you know, on Packers own land adjacent to Lambeau Field, right across the street from Lambeau Field. Uh, Them and Microsoft uh, announced the launch of what they're calling Titletown Tech. Uh, It's a partnership between the Packers and Microsoft, and basically it's going to be an incubator uh, for tech businesses in the Green Bay area. Um, and, and it really does sound cool. You know, they're going to help startups in the tech world. Uh, they're going to help uh, businesses learn new technology. Um, and, and they're going to, uh, you know, help uh, local firms in, in, in many different ways. And, and it really is kind of cool. And my, my commentary on this is to kind of talk about this in in another way in a subject I never really brought up on the show before. It's a little bit old news. I I joked on social media, on Twitter, if you follow me, I said, wow, this would sound like a great idea for a new uh, local news journalism website that's focused on on covering the Green Bay Packers, you know, uh, somebody that might use uh, new technology in the website that they use to cover the team, and, and there is such a website out there uh, that's that's you know a pay under a paywall, and, and that's Bob McGinn's website that he created just for this season after you know stepping away from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and that PackerNews.com uh, organization. And, um, you know, something that many other websites have done as well. And the the weird thing is, if you haven't heard this yet, and I'm uh, trying to think, is was it Peter Bukowski of uh, Acme Packing Company who first brought this to light, if, if I remember correctly? 
that that the Green Bay Packers have not uh, credentialed Bob McGinn, a Hall of Fame uh, football reporter, inducted into the the so-called writer's wing of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, that I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, not just necessarily him, but his organization is old. He's got, you know, other writers, you know, working and producing content under him, and none of them uh, being credentialed. And, and you, you know what? I, I think this is... Uh, really reflects poorly on the Packers organization that they can't allow someone who, yeah, uh, Bob McGinn is critical of the team. Uh, Also complimentary when deserved as any good journalist should be. Um, But it almost reeks of like the team being scared that he's too critical of them, um, which I think is ridiculous and immature uh, of the Packers organization. Uh, that they can't, uh, you know, credential a Hall of Fame writer like Bob McGinn. And, and I know he, you know, has, has more or less, you know, he himself stayed out of this conversation. And and understandably so. I mean, Bob McGinn doesn't want to draw attention to that if, if someday he does want to be credentialed. Um, but anyway, so I, that, that was kind of my way of, of talking about two things here um, that I really do think that the title, you know, kudos for the Packers for, for doing this initiative and, and, you know, a shame on the Packers, you know, media relations department for, for not allowing Bob McGinn to, to cover the team. You know, I, myself, it, it, it does, you know, kind of hit a little bit close to home in that uh, I myself had, have, or, or organizations have, applied for credentials or at least talked to the Packers media relations department on my behalf at here at Cheesehead TV. Uh, the other uh, outlet I worked for at 1.247 Sports uh, to no avail. And, and I, I just, you know, how much of a long shot was it for me to get to gain, uh, you know, entrance to cover the team if even Bob McGinn can't can't you know cover the team it's ridiculous it it really is uh shame on the packers uh for uh not doing this uh but we will move on here with um the show and and getting to my game prediction here um you know i i think this is the game we see progress from Brett Hundley don't expect him to look like Aaron Rodgers don't expect him to look like a pro football Hall of Famer. If you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed in the end. I wish I could predict the Packers to win. I really do. And my my heart really does think that they will. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll be competitive this game. And I think that's going to give them hope going forward. But I do see the loss of Aaron Rodgers still being too much to overcome. But we we see that progress. Brett Hundley isn't going to throw three interceptions again. I, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee he isn't going to throw any. You know, if he throws one interception, it's not the end of the world. And that that would be progress. Um, but I truly think after a week of preparation, 
plus the Packers making a commitment to the run and executing it reasonably well. And with the return of Kevin King on defense and the tackles on offense, we're going to see a competitive game where the Packers are never out of it. Maybe they get down, certainly, uh, but I don't see them getting down where it just gets out of control. Uh, Simply being home at Lambeau Field will, will help that. Uh, but the, the score I'm going with this week is is 28-20. And if, you, if we look at it in, through this lens, uh, 28 points for the Saints, that means four scoring drives, right? Uh, 20 points for the Green Bay Packers, four scoring drives, albeit two of them ending in field goals instead of touchdowns. I, I think that's where we see the progress from Brett Hundley is that he can lead this team on four scoring drives, but ultimately, on two of them, on half of them, coming up short at some point. There, there's a failure at some point where the Packers and Hundley could have done better. Uh, but they stay within eight points. They stay within one score uh, of the New Orleans Saints. I can see something like that happening in, in this game. Um you know, obviously everything gets thrown out the window uh, with Aaron Rodgers being hurt, uh, season predictions coming into the season. And I, I know I even, you know, qualified my predictions at one point saying, you know, it assumes Aaron Rodgers is healthy. If he's not, that then then things change, obviously. Um, so I don't see the Packers being a 13-win team like I did prior to the Rodgers injury. Had he not gotten injured, I think they certainly could have even have come back and beat the Vikings last week and still only have one loss under their belt. It's good. It's going to be tough. Uh, the hope here is, is, is Hundley reaches his ceiling, which again, I think we have to be modest about uh, our expectations. It's not going to be what Aaron Rodgers could produce. Uh, but if Aaron, but if Brett Hundley can be a middle of the pack starter in the NFL, um, then it's up to the surrounding cast uh, to 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 get wins. I mean, if the Packers play 500 football for the rest of the season, if Brett Hundley can lead him to that, that's that's about all we can ask. You could probably ask for a little bit more. You know, if they could just finish one game above 500 the rest of the way. I mean that's that's going to the playoffs for sure, uh, no doubt about it. Um, so I, I don't think that's out of the question. Uh, it, it certainly is a big ask um, because you know it, there, there, it relies on more than just Brett Hundley here too. There's going to have to be significant progress and 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 good play from many other players on the roster, but not out of the question. Uh, anyway, moving on. The day ahead. Friday is the day we learn the game status for injured players, uh, whether they're questionable, doubtful, etc. And, and while we went through the good news during our interview with Elliot Sill uh, about players returning to practice this week, guys like Kevin King, David Bakhtiari, Brian Balaga, we didn't mention the bad news with the guys who haven't practiced this week. Here's a list of the guys who haven't practiced yet, uh, in addition to Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Those are Morgan Burnett, Lane Taylor, Ahmad Brooks, and Joe Thomas. That's the unfortunate news. It's not looking good for these guys that they're going to play. Now, they haven't been ruled out yet. 
Uh, but that's what we're going to find out today is is how close are they to returning. I, I assume most of these guys are either going to be ruled out or doubtful. Uh, if any of them are in the questionable category, that would probably be the best case scenario. Um, it, it's not looking good. And especially it, there's also that fact that, you know, the Packers, this is the last game before the bye. If they just sit them out this week, well, then they got, you know, 21 days in between games practically um, and a lot of time to recover before the Packers have to win again and, and basically uh, get ready for the stretch run of the season. Um, so I, I think they'll play conservatively with most, if not all, these guys we just mentioned who haven't practiced yet this week. But official word coming here soon as will the, you know, Mike McCarthy Friday press conference, the final press conference before the game happening here shortly. It'll be streamed live at Packers.com. You can check that out if you want. That's what's on tap today, and that's what's on tap this weekend here. Sunday game, uh, televised on Fox, uh, noon kickoff. So uh, I'll be watching uh, regardless of Aaron Rodgers' status. Uh, and I assume uh, everybody listening to this show will be as well. Uh, we're the diehards and uh, not going to be bandwagon fans that are simply going to give up, uh, even though Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. So I'm excited to break it down on Monday. Hopefully we're talking about a Packers win, uh, and that's all we can hope for. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Uh, have a good Friday. We'll be talking to you once again on on Monday. Already got our next guest lined up. Uh, we're we're having a series here of the guys from the Packer Force podcast. Peter Sill is going to be our guest, uh, one of the brothers of Elliot Sill, uh, on Monday to recap the game and review it. So excited about this little series we're having as we do that. You know, just got done. Uh, talking to the folks from the Technical Foul podcast, had a series with them. So another series here with another group of podcasters. Cool stuff. Uh, so excited to do that on Monday. Have a good weekend, folks. Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Uh, Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later on the day. On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Kiravu. I leave you today with a song called Texas Town by Honky Tonk Home Slice on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later. Go Pack Go.